The following audio is from Summit Church. For more information on Summit Church, visit www.summitonline.tv. Summit, thanks for joining us today online. I love that you're here. Uh, I've been gone for a few weeks. Maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't. But uh, I took three weeks. You know, it's been 11 years since we started Summit, and I took three weeks. Uh, It's kind of like a sabbatical, but really just to recharge my tanks. Uh, I I realized, and the elders kind of helped me see, this season's been hard, and I, I was just a little low, and I needed to recharge, so got to take some personal spiritual time, got to do some time with family, seeing other family that we don't ever really get to see. It was good, but I'm, I'm thrilled to be back. It's weird. That's the most weeks I've ever gone without preaching here at Summit, so I, I'm grateful to Nathan and Chad for being able to just take that, and I didn't have to worry at all. I know that a lot of times, I'm sure that if, if you're the senior leader of an organization, to, to be gone for 21 days and literally to tell yourself, please don't, don't call unless the, the whole thing's burning down. Uh, th- those were the instructions that I left them with, and, and I didn't get any calls. And I came back to uh, just a church that's better than ever. And so thank you to the staff. Thank you to you uh, for all that you do, because I, I, I got to go recharge, and, I, and I'm ready to jump in now. I, I tried over those three weeks to learn. I tried to refresh. I tried to renew. Um, I tried to grow. And, and when I say I tried, I, I don't know yet that all of those things necessarily happened. But I know jumping back in this week, we're filming in Norman because there's no power anywhere else. I, I came back into an apocalyptic ice storm in October. So it's 2020, and we all know that. But One of the things I wanted to try and accomplish in my time off was to come back with clear vision for 2021. I I love the beginning of a new year. I love the idea of being able to say, hey, for 2021, come January, here's where we're wanting to go. Here's what we're wanting to do. And while I had no trouble whatsoever dreaming and thinking and praying and just asking the Lord, hey, what do you want from the church? I always was then met with this fear. There was this constant fear that came with any dream or plan or even really voice of the Lord that I thought I heard, this fear of, yeah, but there's still COVID and the numbers are rising like crazy and, and you know, that we have an election here in just a couple days. Uh, all these things kind of went, well, you, you probably shouldn't plan too much, Todd. Probably, probably don't go too far down any roads because you don't know what's going to happen. And that became very discouraging to me. It, like, well, I want God, I want you to do something great in our church and amongst us in 2021. And everything I think about, I, I just see how it could possibly get all messed up. That's fear. And leading from fear is a terrible place to lead from. But the Lord kind of took me in, in my week of personal spiritual time. The Lord took me to the book of Joshua. I, I just started reading it because I hadn't read it in a while. And, and I wanted to dig in and, and just see what the Lord had to speak to me. And there was so much. Joshua was the right-hand man of Moses. And Moses was God's chosen vessel to bring the people, the, the children of God, the, the Israelites, out of Egypt And they were supposed to have about a two-week journey into the promised land. It ended up taking 40 years because the people, the children of God, the Israelites, they they weren't obedient. They weren't listening to God. Even after he parted the Red Sea, they didn't want to just follow him. So he said, hey, this generation's not going to get to see the promised land. So he made them wander for 40 years so that generation would die off. And and Moses has just died off at the end of the book of Deuteronomy. And and Joshua, his his assistant, his servant, one who loves the Lord, it's his time to lead. And God comes to him and says, hey, um, it's time. 
I need you to cross the Jordan, the Jordan River at flood stage. Not an easy task to get a million people over there into the land of Canaan, the promised land, the land of milk and honey. Not, not an easy task. He said, hey, I need you to get ready because it's time to go. It's your leading now. And it is time for you to take my people into their promised inheritance. And Joshua goes, all right, when are we going? And God said, uh, three days. You have three days to tell them to get ready. So Joshua goes to his second in command and the people, and he says, hey, look, here, here's the plan. In three days, we're leaving. We're crossing the Jordan. Everyone get ready. Get your stuff. We're going. It's happening right now. And the people, they, they say, okay, th- this is it. This is what we've been waiting for 40 years to do. I- I'm ready. I want us to see first and foremost from this story how God helps his people get ready. He helps them get ready for the big things that he's going to do, the promises that he's going to fulfill, but he does not give them every detail. It's not that, hey, I'm going to dry up the river. It's not, hey, this is going to happen. You're going to go to Jericho and you're going to march around seven times and walls are going to fall. It's just, hey, in three days, it's time to go. Get yourself ready. Joshua chapter one, verses 10 and 11, it says this. So Joshua Order the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan. You'll cross it right here and you will go in and you will take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own people for generation after generation. That will be your land God told Joshua a little bit more, but the people, they just needed to know the simple thing. In three days, it's go time. You're crossing the river. That's all you need to know. God promised to bless his people, his church for us, okay? We're his people now. We're his bride, his church, when they honor him, when they see him for who he is and what he's doing and for the fact that he is going to fulfill his promise, God says, I will do what I say I'm going to do, but you need to honor me. In the next three days, you need to prepare yourself. So I just want us as a church to look at that saying, okay, 2021, I think every one of us goes, I hope it's a better year. Come on, it's gotta be, right? It it can't be worse. So God, if if you wanna prepare us in the next two months for 2021, for you to do something big, what do we need to do right now? We need to look and evaluate our own lives. The Israelites had three days, we have two months to try and honor God. How do we best do that? We do that with unity. Are we currently united or divided? It's tough to say. Our love for others honors God. Are you leading with love? Are you sacrificing for the needs and the wants of others? Or are you focused only on your own needs and wants? Are you being obedient to what God has called you to? Or are you using the same excuse that many of us are using? Hey, this is just not the year for me to do anything. You're being obedient. Are you pressing into what the Bible calls true religion? We're going to talk about that next week. We're having an entire Sunday focused on orphans. And in the book of James, it just simply says that true religion that God our Father loves and adores is to take care of the widow and the orphan, is to look out for the marginalized and the oppressed. I know there's a lot of talk politically right now, but we can set that aside and ask ourselves one simple question. Are we taking care of those who cannot take care of themselves? Are we as followers of Christ 
doing that. That's what God wants to see. That's the obedience he wants. He's not gonna take us into the promised land. He's not gonna take us into the next thing until we're doing these simple things. And Joshua says, hey guys, get ready. Get your stuff together. Be prepared because God has great things in store. And every time before God does something huge, huge in our lives, he wants us to consecrate ourselves. Big word, we'll unpack it here in a moment, but consecrate ourselves, prepare ourselves for what God is going to do. Joshua chapter three, verse five, he says this, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. I want to see God do amazing things in your life, in this church. And Joshua tells his people, hey, tomorrow you're gonna see something like you've never seen before. But before that happens, God cares far more about your heart than anything else. So consecrate yourself, get yourself ready. Get yourself ready for what God is going to do that's amazing. I am praying and believing that God is gonna do amazing things in 2021 for us. So what do we do with the next two months? We consecrate ourselves. What do we do while we wait? We consecrate ourselves. The word literally just means to lay down our idols. We've talked about that for the last two weeks. If you've been with us, Nathan's talked about that, what it looks like to lay down the main idols that we have as a Western culture. We, we've talked about that. But looking even just a little bit further, 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 3 says this. So Samuel said to all the Israelites, all the children of God, if you are returning to the Lord with all of your hearts, so if, if, you're coming, if you're coming back to him, then rid yourself of foreign gods, rid yourself of the asterisks and commit yourself to the Lord and serve him only. And he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. If you want to see the amazing things that God has promised you, if you want to see an overcoming nature, the Philistines have you right now, you are in their grasp. But if you want to be delivered, then consecrate yourself, put aside your other idols, your foreign gods, and love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's Old Testament. How about New Testament? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 19 and 21. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his, who have confessed their faith, who have put their belief in him. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some are for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter, from their wickedness, okay, those who cleanse themselves from that will be instruments for a special purpose made holy and useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. Are you ready? Are you ready for what I think God wants to do in 2021? Are you ready for the good work? Have you cleansed out the wickedness? If not, today is simply a call to think, to respond, to repent, to cleanse, to consecrate yourself. Because I believe that tomorrow God is going to do something great. And I want to be a vessel he gets to use to do that. I'm done being scared. I'm done waiting. I'm done using excuses that aren't excuses anymore. 
I want to be used by God for a special purpose, for a purpose that's of him. The word consecrate literally by definition means to rid oneself of ignoble purposes, non-honorable purposes. Are you living your life pursuing the purposes of God or do you run hard after your own purposes? Purposes that may not be as noble as God's purposes. It's not an easy question for you to answer, but it's one that I think we need to at least process. Because God says to consecrate ourselves for the great things that he has in store for us. And this shouldn't come as a shock to anyone because God always cares more about the heart. That's always his first concern is the heart. And when God does do something great, and I believe he's going to do so, we need to remember that, we need to honor that, and we need to teach the next generation just how great God is. When God does move, remember him. Look look what he did, Joshua chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. So Joshua gathered together. This is after the Jordan River been parted during flood, during the highest part of the river. It's been parted. They cross on dry land. He said, call together 12 men who have been appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe. And he said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord, the presence of God, into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, 12 of them, to serve a sign among you in the future. When your children ask, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When the ark, the presence of God, crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever and ever. Twelve stones sitting on the bank. Mom, Dad, why are those there? Oh, child. It was 40, 50 years ago now, but your grandfather, he marched across this river during the flood stage and he did so on dry ground because that's how good our God is. I want to tell you the story of what he did to remind you and let you know. I want you to know this. Joshua chapter four, verses 23 and 24 tells us why. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea. So two different times, different generations, part of the Red Sea, part of the Jordan River. When he dried it up before us until he had crossed over, he did this so that all the peoples of the earth, not just the children of God, not just the Israelites, all the peoples of the earth, all of his creation. He did this so that they might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God, revere him for who he is and know that he is in control. I don't know if you're like me and I don't know if you are struggling with the fear of the unknown. 
what will happen with this election, what will happen with this pandemic, what will happen with the rest of 2020 and 2021, what's going to happen? I don't know if you're like me and you're struggling to dream big God-sized dreams. You're struggling to believe in the promises of God because there's so much uncertainty in this. I don't know if you're like me in that. But just know when God chooses to move, and he will in his own time and for his own honorable purposes, when he chooses to move, he will do so in a way that will let the world know that he is God and that we should fear or revere him because of who he is and what he does in ways that no one else can do. I am standing here today to let you know that my fear of the unknown of 2021 won't fly because there's a God that I serve, that I love, that I adore, who says, in three days, I'm gonna do something crazy. I'm gonna do something you never believe I could do. And I'm gonna do it so the whole world will know how powerful I am. And here's what I need you to do. I need you to get your heart ready so that I can use you, so you can be my tool to do my bidding, to do my purpose on this earth, because I have a great plan. I have not forsaken you. I have not left you over and over and over in the book of Joshua. God tells Joshua, be strong, be courageous. Do not fear for I am with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That is a message that we need to hear over and over and over and over today. For those who worry, for those who are burdened, for those who don't know what to do with themselves, what do I do in this period of time? I would say Joshua chapter three, verse five, one more time. Consecrate yourself. For tomorrow, soon, the Lord will do amazing things among you. I can't wait to see what that's going to be. I can't think of anything else right now that I can control more than laying down my ignoble purposes, my non-honorable purposes, and just loving and serving him, loving and serving others. So I'm ready, I'm ready, come that day, whenever it is, when he says, here I go, I'm gonna show off a little bit. I'm gonna let the world know who I am. Hey, Todd, your heart's ready. I, I can use you. I can use you. The amazing thing the amazing thing that I want all of us to think about today is that God's already done stuff like this in our life. And in these seasons where it's hard to understand what God's doing, it's imperative that we look back. We remember the 12 stones sitting on the side of the Jordan River. Remember? Remember when God did this? It's imperative that we look back to what God has done. It's also important that in this time, we cleanse ourselves of ignoble purposes things in your life that just don't line up with God. Walk away from it. Choose what is better. Prepare your heart for what God is going to do. 
And then finally, as we close, how can you spend the rest of this year getting ready for the amazing things God is going to do in and through you in 2021? I don't know if you're a dreamer. I don't know if you're a planner. I don't know if you're someone that writes down goals and purposes. But if you are, as you lay those before the Lord, how can you spend the next eight weeks, 10 weeks of your life preparing your heart for what you're asking God to do? Immeasurable beyond our understanding type of things that he is going to do in and through you next year. How do you today prepare yourself for that? I hope you take the time in these next few moments to wrestle through these questions, to acknowledge what God has done and what he's going to do and prepare yourself because tomorrow God is going to do amazing things. Father, help us. Help us be ready for when you move because we know and we trust that you're going to move. Penetrate our hearts, penetrate our minds. Allow us to turn from our idols and give you all that we have. We love you and we thank you. And we remember what you've already done. And we look forward to what you're going to do. It's in your name we pray. Amen.